Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I surprised Nora, and I probably surprised you as well with a new episode of The Luke Kelly Show. Thank you very much for hitting play wherever you listen to, to this podcast at. So excited to be here for a do 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 smut tale Wednesday with my lovely wife, my forever plus one. Oh, thanks. Oh, you finally say welcome. it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, babe. I am here to always brag about you. Does it count if I had to tell you to call me that? It's like when a girl says, why don't you buy, I want you to buy me flowers. And then like the next day he gets her flowers. Like that doesn't count. You have to wait a couple weeks and then like surprise her. Like as if you remembered. Why? So, so me saying, why don't you ever call me your forever plus one? Like Miles Teller calls his, says that about his wife. You can't just say it like 10 minutes later. Uh, yes, I can. No, you can't. Oh, listen. I always say that you are my forever date. It's forever so, plus one. Just because it doesn't meet the criteria that you want it to be, what I'm saying is completely fine. You just don't like the words that I used. You just want me to use it because someone else did. I'm just saying. You're a follower. How come you don't look at me the way that Miles Teller looks at his wife? I do. I know I'm not as pretty as her, but like, it would still be nice. I don't know who Miles Teller is. Top Gun. I haven't seen Top Gun. You don't need to see. I haven't seen the second Top Gun. And I know who he is. Well, that's He was good. also. Do you think I'm going to take the time to go and look up some dude? You shouldn't, because you should have also been a supportive husband when Taylor Swift re-released Red, Taylor's version, because Miles Teller was the groom in her music video that she sings with Chris Stapleton. And his wife was also in the music video, too. He was also in the movie Footloose. So you've had multiple op like opportunities one, to know who Miles Teller is. One, I'm not watching. I, I didn't need to see the music video to I'm a re-released music video. It's Don't not a re-released music video. It was That's a, what you said. No, no, no. Taylor, it was on the Red album that Taylor re-released because it was her version, but it was a vault song with Chris Stapleton. 
Right, but it was a so it was a new music video. Yes, it was a new music oh, okay. video. It was a new music video. Still, I'm not that I'm, Blake Lively directed. Listen, and won an award for. It. It's 2022. The whole music video thing that that's long gone. No. Okay, MTV's not a, really a music television station anymore. I never who watched. goes who goes on YouTube to watch music videos. Me. That's over the top. No, it's not. It's Actually, I don't even go to YouTube. I can just watch them on Apple Music. Well, cool. I'm not taking the time to watch music videos. You don't just like sit there videos. and find no. an artist and just like scroll through like an I'll hour? I'll listen to their music. I'm not going down the rabbit hole oh. of watching music videos. I've always thought music videos are dumb. Like there was one day that I was like, wow, I really miss listening to Hillary Duff music video, like Hillary Duff music. So I just went and watched like three or four of her music videos. And I felt like I was 12 years old again. It was great. I would never put myself through that. The only time that I was ever big on music videos was when I watched TRL after school. Never watched TRL. I didn't even know what that was until like it came back. See? You're old. I know I'm old. Listen, 30 is fastly approaching for you, so you don't get too comfortable with saying that I'm old. I got a whole... Because once you're, once you're at 30 and over, then I'm going to start bringing all that up. I just you know that to. I still have a whole other birthday before I hit 30. Well, you're going to be 29 in September. I know. And <clears> the way <throat> this year is moving, that shit's going to be here real fast <laughs> for you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, I'm 20. Oh, now I'm 30 because 29 is going to go by like that. Oh. The way the years have been moving, been moving super fast. So don't get too comfortable making fun of me. I just still can't Because believe. all of a sudden, you're not going to be able to trust a fart anymore. <laughs> and I honestly can't wait for that day for you. Can't wait. Not all of us have the pooping ability that you have. Hey, with great responsibility <laughs> comes a great poop schedule. No, I'm just really sad that you don't enjoy music videos as much as I do. No. I just feel I like... I don't think the common person does. Yes, they do. Okay. No, 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 no. You just don't have friends that have, I guess your friends are just similar to you. Cause like all of my friends, like Rachel and you I usually will, surround yourself with I know, people that are like you. So. so what's wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with me. Why don't you like music videos? Cause I like music videos because I'm not a big music person. That's really sad that you don't like relate to music. I never have. I've never, I don't listen to music the way that a lot of people do. That's a so lot sad. of people use it as like an escape or it connects to me. It talks Music to me. Music is therapy. I'm good. I don't need that as therapy. Well, we all can't be as emotionally stable as you because like I relate music to emotions and times in my life and memories. See, I hear a song and I'll be like, oh yeah, I heard that in 2005 at the Steger Community Center dance. Like, I remember that, but it's not going to be one of those things like, oh, gosh, I need to listen to this song. Oh, like, like if I'll... it just comes on, it's it's whatever. But I've never been someone that goes to seek out, like, certain music. It, whatever it's on, I'm fine with. I have had a guy break up with me through a song because he didn't actually want to do it. He just texted me the title of the song and said, listen to it. And it was a breakup a song. I know. What a pussy. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm glad he's an ex. He is. And I was just like, wow. Okay. But yeah, so I just, I mean, I relate. So now every time I hear that song. Hold on. It was through a song. Yeah. But also through a text message. Hey, listen to this. Yes. He said, this is how I feel. This is, that, that might be the most, I said it, pussy, most wimpy, most cowardly thing to do. Like breaking up over text message was already one standard of being a scumbag. I know. But to do it that way? Yeah. And so now, every and I can't think of the name of the song, but if I heard it, I would know what it was. And I'd be like, wow. oh. Like, music has just always been background music to me. Yeah. Like, no. there's some songs that I'll put on to, like, vibe so I could work faster. Like, when I was working in an office, I like, if I needed to be very productive, I had, like, certain artists that I would go and search and listen to. No. But I would just let all of their music, like I would just search an album and just play it all the way through. Yeah. Or no. if there was just a shuffle that came on, I'm fine. I'm not really ever going to skip a song because if if it's a song that I really don't like, I'll drain it out in the background and it will just be background music to me at that point. But see, maybe that was why it was so hard for us to find like a first dance song because everybody's like, just use your song. And I'm like, we don't have one. And I'm like, everyone's like, why? You love music. And I go, because the person I'm marrying doesn't really like relate to music. But then you were also so picky. Like you don't relate to it. So I would be finding these songs that I'm like, oh my gosh, this really relates to me. Or this is how I feel about, you know, about, about Luke. And I'm like, and then I send it to you and you're like, nah, I don't like that one. No, I don't like that one. Because for our wedding, I said, you could pick our first dance song. And then I waited till like two months before the wedding. And I said, what's our first dance song? And you're like, I haven't really thought about it. So I sent you like 20 different suggestions. And you're like, no, I really don't like any of those. I didn't. But I, I thought that I originally picked a really good first dance song. What was it? Late to the Party by oh, Casey Musgraves. I did really like that. Th- that song, you didn't want it. And I thought it was super funny because we went to my best friend growing up. Uh, his name's Sean. We went to his wedding like in the fall of 2021. It was like October And 2nd, that was that sure. was his wedding song. It was Late yes. to the Party by Casey Musgraves. You didn't want that one because it had talked about like... The first verse talks about rolling a blunt for two. Yeah. And I, with us having such a small wedding... I didn't want to hear the commentary on it. I don't think anybody would have heard that, but the song that I chose for our first dance song was another Casey Musgrave song. Yeah, it was Golden because Hour. Because if I, uh, yeah, it was Golden Hour. If I had to pick one of my favorite artists, it would be Casey Musgraves. I mean, she has been ever since she's really been on the scene. I love her. So if there is one artist, I just like her vibe. She has a great voice. Her music always matches her her voice. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's like, yeah. I like her music. I listened to her new album. I like her music. I mean, I wasn't mad with our first dance song. I hope you're not. <laughs> I guess that is now officially our song. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, there's I guess no, it does. <laughs> there's there are no just, other one. There are just a lot more songs that like I listen to that like resonate with me of like how I feel about you. And like there was one song... That I, with the second verse, I was like, wow, this is truly how I feel about my husband. 
and I play it for you and you were like, wow, whoever sings this song sucks. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm like, well, this is how I feel about you. And you're like, I just can't get over the voice. It just really annoys me. Well, like, that's a big part of music. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, well, can you listen to the lyrics? And you're like, no. No, it, a lot of it, it has to be guided by a good voice. If there's not a good voice behind it. And that's why, when he, even though he's coming to Louisville next month or July, I didn't ask you to go with me because I well, knew you wouldn't you. go. Thank you. I appreciate that. July is just. Because I wouldn't what, want you to do something that you wouldn't enjoy doing. I would go to a concert with you. No, because you would just stand there. You wouldn't dance. You wouldn't sing along. No, well, I don't know any of his music. You I, could you could look him up. I I would not. You could research it. I would not want just to like how I was it. supposed to research all the March Madness teams. Yeah, you could research this guy's music. Yeah, and I'm gonna be like, man, this guy sucks. I mean, if you sat you sat through the entire Shania Twain concert, so like you're just not the person to go to concerts with. I'm not a big concert goer. That's I'm really fine. not. That's why I don't invite you. I like sitting in my seat. That's what I paid paid for when when you go to a concert you pay for the seat you don't pay for the area that you're by your seat to stand up in front of mm-hmm. okay it's a good time to sit down relax enjoy, enjoy the some show. music <laughs> maybe put in some earplugs which by the way this is an old person move but i honestly think um that the next time we go to the con- a concert i think i'm gonna need to get like not complete earplugs will block out the whole noise, but some that will soften it. Because the last concert that uh, we went to, which was Michael, which Blue was Blay. Michael Blue at the KFC Yum Center, my ears rang for like two days. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the Yum Center because it was the same way when we went to go see Luke Combs there as well. Like, the next two days, my equilibrium felt off because of how wow. loud it was. You had concert hangover with no alcohol. I did. I felt drunk. Well, this is why I don't invite you to concerts, because I don't want to deal with you in the aftermath. Unless I get some sort of, like, softened earplugs. Maybe I could do that. Maybe it would help. Okay. Well, There's a few artists that I would go see in concert, but I don't like standing. Okay. I do. I want to dance and I want to sing. So go ahead and do those things. I'm not going to stop you from doing those things. That's why I went to Lauren Elena with Natalie. I was also working, I believe, that day. Oh, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I was working that day. You went home because you were still still working at the radio station. Because we had to try to figure out how we could switch cars. And I ended up parking on the side of the road. Downtown. Mm, I really don't remember. You were still at the radio station. Mm. But Natalie and I went, and we just kept moving towards the front. We met a group of girls. We hung out with them. We're Instagram friends now. I'm glad you guys are friends. Yeah. Glad you guys are friends. So I almost wanted to DM to see if they wanted to go to the, the Nate Smith concert. Nate Smith. Is Natalie going with you? I don't know. When is it? Middle of July. Middle of July. Okay. As long as it's not SummerSlam weekend. No, it's like on a Thursday. A Thursday night? Yeah, it's at PBR. 
a Thursday night. I know. I'm willing to go out on a school night for this guy because that's how much I really like his Woo! music. Thursday night concerts. Those should be outlawed. By the way, any musician that decides to put on a concert during the middle of the week, and I get it, the reason why they do it, because they tour across America, they stop. Yeah, but, but it should be against the law to do a concert on a Thursday night. It's the iHeart concert between, series. So, like, I was home before 11. Yeah, and I, I know what they do, and I know how they put on that show, and that's why it's on a Thursday night. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, overall in general, like a big concert that is going through a, a, you know, 60-city tour, it should only be Friday through Sunday. Even Sunday's a tough one. Even Sunday's a tough one. Maybe Sunday do a little matinee. (laughs) People got to get to work. People got to get to work the next day. That's how I feel about the Super Bowl. You were so happy when WWE moved pay-per-views to Saturdays. <laughs> so glorious. It's so game-changing. It That's is. why I was so happy that the Royal Rumble was on a Saturday. Money in the Bank is this coming Saturday, July 2nd. Um, SummerSlam is on a Saturday, July 30th. That's just the way that everything should be. Money in the Bank and SummerSlam are in the same month? Yeah. Wow. I think it was the only... They're all... So WWE is doing it. I think that's when they could get the stadium in Nashville. But I also feel like I I also feel like they're doing a show in August overseas. That might be one oh. of the big reasons why. But anyway, one of the big reasons why you are here, babe, is to smut give tales. us a smut tale from a book that you've recently been reading. Of a whole bunch of sexy time. Oh boy, I got to read book three of the Salacious Players Club series. That just sounds like a good series. Well, yes. And so Salacious <laughs> Players Club. So the first book I did a quote from, and that was when the girl ends up with her ex boyfriend's dad, and his kink was being a dominant. The second book was the guy who fell in love with his stepsister, who was like a webcam girl. So book three, well, his and then book two, his kink was watching people. And book three, there is a kink or sex term that's called uh, cockholding. I think that's how it's pronounced. But basically it is when you let some, or when someone else, when your partner sleeps with somebody else. And you and you have to watch. Now it used to be a dis, used to be toward like a discriminative act where like you were punishing the other person by making them watch. But now as as, so, so, as, society, as society has evolved, it is now more of like a kink of a man enjoying watching his like woman or vice versa. So this one was Hunter and Isabel are married. And Hunter's best friend, Drake, has always been part of their relationship and is like, he's gone on vacations with them. He's always kind of been like the unofficial third wheel. And they're on a cross-country trip touring different sex clubs to see what they want to implement into their sex club. And so Hunter's like, well, hey, since we're on this, like, you know, trip, like, Drake, would you sleep with my wife and let me watch? Wow. And Isabel's first reaction was, you don't love me? And then she realizes that 
Now she gets two dicks. And she was good. What a hell of a time. I know. What a hell of a time to be alive. I know. Apparently, sleeping with two men at the same time is very exhausting. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Because like one one guy would finish at one point and then the next guy just picked her up and just took over. So they took turns. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it was all at once. All right. Let's let's hear our little quote for this week. Okay. I'm ready to hear this because every single time Nora asked (laughs) me, do do you want me to tell you what it is? I'm like, no, save it for the podcast. I, I want element of surprise. I want my pure reaction on the podcast. I just got really excited about this one that I wanted your reaction. and You're going to get my reaction. Okay. So this is Hunter's point of view. This is Hunter speaking. Before Drake starts fucking me hard, I pull Isabel's body to mine, lining up my own cock so that it's... It's on his next. Pos- pos- oh. <laughs> Let me start over. Start here. all over. I feel like this was popcorn <laughs> reading back in oh elementary gosh, school. Somebody pressure. would flub up and you'd be like, you'd kind of like laugh for a second. Yep. Okay. Before Drake starts fucking me hard, I pull Isabel's body to mine, lining up my own cocks. That on his next pissing thrust, his movements pushes me into her. I'm physically connected to both of them. We are one. With each violent jolt from Drake, I'm shoved into Isabel. She leans back against my chest, letting me find her mouth with my own as I kiss the life out of her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on one second. What you just read basically is telling me that two penises were inside of her at one time. No, 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 no. That's a different scene. This is Hunter on all fours. Drake is behind him. Okay. So Hunter's is the receiver. Okay. And then he kind of sits up so that he's on like his knees sitting up and Drake is still behind him and he lines his cock, penis, whatever you want to call it, in front of Isabel, which is his wife. So every time Drake thrusts into him. So it's a train. Yes. It reacts and pushes into Isabel. But did at one point, there was a scene where Isabel was straddling Drake and Hunter was behind her and she had both penises inside of her. This, uh, this book is bizarre. I Bananas. finished this book at work. How do you read this book at work? I'm like, I had... How can you, how I, can you <laughs> answer a phone and go, hello, thank you so much for calling... <laughs> and then just all of a sudden go right back to reading a book about a woman well, and getting two dicks inside of her. Well, How do you do that? <laughs> With a straight face. So I took my lunch break and I had like 10, 15 minutes left of the book. And of course, I'm in a corporate office job. So I am allowed two 15 minute breaks in a day. Never take them. But we were kind of slow on Friday. And so I... I am Rachel, and I was like, I'm taking a 15-minute break to finish the book. So I am so I read the last 15 minutes um, with it. And spoiler, she does get pregnant. By who? We don't know. Is she that kn- how the, books, the book no, ends? You know. You, you find out. But I I'm, not like- g- I'm not going to tell you because, like, this is already has, like, a lot of spoiling because 
a lot of the premise of the book was Hunter just wanted to watch and then he started feeling like he wanted to be involved. And he grew up in a very anti-gay household. Uh-huh. And so he had a lot of struggle with thoughts of like, I'm not allowed to feel this way. I shouldn't like I shouldn't be attracted to my best friend kind of a thing. And then eventually he kind of lets go and takes the risk. Are they just all going to end up as a thruple? Yes, they do all end up in a polyamorous relationship. And Drake is a contractor, so he builds them a bed frame that holds two king-size beds. Wow. Yeah. So, but because you don't know if Hunter's going to be involved, I kind of had some spoilers on there. But this is... um, So is there another book? Yep. So there's a fourth book. So this book was... um, Give me more, and it's by. And have you read that one? Yet? No, the fourth book does not come out until August. So we have to wait until August for a follow up for this. Yes, book. but this was the book that. So give me more. It's by Sarah Kate, and the fourth book was the one that I was talking about last week, where Rachel and I were trying to figure out who the fourth book was about, and you were like, "Who's this we that we're talking about?" And she announced it. She announced the cover. It is about. Um, Maggie, who is the fourth owner of the Salacious Players Club, and she realizes that she actually wants to be a dominant. So she wants to be the one in charge, and she finds someone who's willing to let her practice and get more acclimated in being dominant. But the guy who's allowing her to do that is Emerson, which is the first character. It's his son. Whoa. So... It's his son, Bo. So Bo's ex-girlfriend is now with his dad. And now Bo is going to be sleeping with one of his dad's best friends. This is some real shit. I know. This is stuff that you only read in books. You only see on TV or I should say Not porn. I was going to say. But it's just, it's crazy because it makes me think. Does this stuff actually go on nowadays? Oh, of course, 100%. You really think that? I have no... I mean, I I know there's sex clubs and stuff, and I know people are super crazy, but are they going to this extent? You're telling me you don't believe there's any polyamorous relationships? No, I believe that, but but I just The way that this one started is a pretty organic way. I feel like... It would be really tough to like go up to someone and ask someone out on a date and be like, oh, by the way, I want I want to be in a polyamorous relationship where you would most most likely establish that relationship relationship with someone and then decide as a couple that you want to kind of expand your horizons. I wonder if that's the way that it happens. I feel I really like that's how it is. And then now the stepsister thing, that's a little off. Like that one's kind of stretching. I don't that's think that's definitely porno stuff. Like that is I don't feel like that's real life stuff. I think is, like that's I mean, porno stuff. There probably is relationships like that. I'm sure. Um, but I also feel like the kink of someone enjoying watching versus being in the act more is a completely I think that's actually normalized now. I really yes. feel like that is a whole area well, that normal is it's normalized kind of, but then that's it's also on the verge of like porn addiction. Yeah, I I could see that. And I think OnlyFans has really made it to a point where people can get all these, like, you're talking about all these different Weird fetishes and kinks. Yeah, I think people 
are now discovering what their kinks are where people now are and I asked more you what sexually, your kinks were. I don't really have a kink. I feel like I'm a generation too old to have like all no. these different kinks. No. I feel like. Because these guys but, in these books are like in their like 40s. But here's the thing that I was going to say. I feel like these are not even going to be kinks anymore for the younger generation because be it's just going to be typical stuff. Yeah. It's just going to be the the act of I having mean, sex. I mean, the first book where she, she you know, like I breaks, re- up, breaks up with her boyfriend and sleeps with his dad. Like, I'm a total sucker for an age gap romance. And if it's like your ex-boyfriend's dad, like, I'm going to read that book. I just really want to know. 20 years down the road, how common it's going to be not to get married anymore. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a generation where it's going to be like, yeah, we're not really doing that anymore. I mean, my friend Rachel, she's been with, she's been with Kyle for 13 years they've got no desire to get married well the reason why i think that is just because of with how open everyone is oh, yeah, sexually it's just easier that it's to just have like a... i don't want to just have one partner, partner. i want to have multiple yeah and there might be a lot more people that just have like a roommate that they with share benefits. the bill right that they <laughs> share the bills with and stuff yeah. like that but they're a-okay because you see it all the time now with the pineapple club all over the place, the upside oh, yeah. down pineapple and how many people are into that. And, you know, it's, it's mind blowing. I really want to see the way that it's going to change over the next 20, 20 to 30 years. I think the, the United States and probably the rest of the world yeah, is going to be going down a different path. And mm-hmm. I think maybe different parts of the world already are going down those paths. Yep. Just so. bizarro times. I know. Man, we... I do think it's weird that you don't have a kink, though. Because everybody has a kink. I really don't. Hmm. I have no idea. No idea what it would be. Maybe you should read some... Mut- do you some really want me to tell you on the podcast? I mean, you, I don't, could, you, I could, don't, you could edit it out. No. I'll just tell you after. Are you actually going to tell me yeah, or are you going to do the whole, my kink is. I, I'll tell you. The five, four. You always count down or like you repeat things and you'll be like, get, you'll be like you want to know this? And I'm like, sure. And then you just, you want to know this? And then you're like, mine, da, 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 da. And you just keep repeating it. And then I sit there for five minutes waiting for you to get to the damn point. No, I'll tell you. On the podcast or off the podcast? Off. It better be good. I, I don't. I think you're going to be disappointed. Oh. Well. I so. think you will be. So. But my book that I just started is by my favorite author. Tessa Bailey, baby. Tessa Bailey. Which, by the way, Tessa Bailey sounds like a porn star name. So the fact that she's actually <laughs> a romance author or smut tail author, whatever the hell you want to call it, is just fitting for her. Hey, and if you don't even if you don't even want to read smut, but you got TikTok, I recommend following her on TikTok because her content is hilarious on TikTok. Yeah, and she would definitely be 
a smut tale author, not a porn star. Yes. But the book that I'm reading now is her newest one. It's called My Killer Vacation. Girl goes on vacation in Cape Cod and finds a dead body in the laundry room. She doesn't sleep with it, does she? There's no. laws against that. There's laws against that. She doesn't do that. And a bounty hunter gets hired by the dead person's sister to try to figure out who murdered him. And they have the bounty hunter and her have a weird, not a weird, have a connection. And she, he's like 6'4", and she's only like 5 foot, so he calls her half pint. Because Tessa Bailey's big thing is she always has nicknames for her characters. Oh. So, half pint. Half and I think pint. this is probably one of my favorite. All right. So. Can't wait yeah. to hear about it more. And you know what? I think we. Uh, Filled up the whole podcast. You didn't even have to find stuff to talk I about. I didn't. That was 31 minutes there on the podcast. I had another thing that I was going to to talk about. But I'll just save that for next week on the podcast. And. Uh, an area of my life that I never really thought that I would actually go down. I never thought that I would do this, but I feel like I'm going to gain an addiction towards something. And I'll tell you what that is coming up on Monday's edition of the Luke Kelly show.